Let me introduce you. Let me introduce you. All right. Welcome back, y'all, to uh, what I hope is your favorite podcast. Let me introduce you. We are back with the final film of uh, this time's theme, Sequel Sensation. What are the mellifluous tones or who, oh. who is speaking these mellifluous tones? I know, uh, word. I, I, I've been to college. Three times. I gotta flex that. Hey, everyone. Uh, as your, I guess, uh, leading host this week? What do we call this? Anyways, this is Ashley, and I am joined by two of my absolute favorite people in the world. Katie. Hello. And Graham. Hello. <laughs> another, I love it. You really, really... <laughs> another British app. <laughs> Channeling Michael Carrington. I love it. So if you're new to our podcast, hey, what's our deal? Uh, we are three best friends who met in film school almost 20 years ago. And we have so much in common, except our taste in movies. Like, just wildly divergent at times. It's really wild. So in the true spirit of friendship, each week uh, we pick a movie and we introduce it to at least one other person who hasn't seen it. Sometimes it's a delight. Sometimes we're just uh, subjecting them to pure pain because friendship is suffering. Oh, my God. Is it ever? <laughs> maybe, maybe for one of us this week. We'll see. <laughs> right? Oh, so excited. Uh, so over the course of our episodes, we break it down. We talk about why we picked it, what resonated with it with us, like why it's important, why it's memorable, a little bit of background and why we wanted to introduce each other to the film. So last time on Sequel Sensation, Katie had us get weird with the sci-fi gem Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Gem! <laughs> Dirty rock. I wouldn't even call it a gem. That's fine. <laughs> okay. It's uh it's an unpolished gem. It was rough. It never it never went through the process. But perhaps one of the other five apes films or the TV show or all the remakes. Um you'll find some gems there, right? We can talk about other polish today. Okay. Polished other turd. Polishing. <laughs> polishing. I love it. Well, this week. I am introducing Katie to something I think is a gem, and the cult, as in cult classic, uh, believes, uh, agrees with that, mm -hmm. agrees with that. There's quite a following for this film. So this week, we watched and are discussing 1982's Grease 2. Uh, <laughs> let's go back to school, y'all. Let's go back to school. <laughs> what a great opening number. Graham, could you please provide us with box office? And I hear you're going to oh, wing it on I'm going to wing it. I'm doing Ashley's synopsis. <gasps> Yay! Uh, so, this film opened June 11th, 1982. It's Earlier than I thought, by the way. Mm. I thought this was a later 80s movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought I was expecting it like 86, It gives It gives off, because it was ahead of its time. Yes. Right. Also, 40th anniversary <laughs> so, coming up. Holy shit. Um, so it, its budget was $11.2 million, double the budget of the original Grease, which came out in 78. What? And ultimately, uh, well, it, it opened that week uh, at number five with $4.6 million on its way to $15.1 So it was a bomb. Shocking. 
Um, can you just name? Uh, did you see what other things oh, came out oh, that weekend? Just, just like let's give it a little more yeah, context. So it also opened the same weekend as this little independent film that made a made a little bit of a, a profit. Hold on, wait. This is eighty two. What was okay. it? July? Yeah, June eleventh. June nineteen eighty two. gonna guess. No, I don't know if I am. One of these movies you would have been into. I think you are into. I don't have. I don't have it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Reese's Pieces. That's your hint. <laughs> oh, it was ET. I hate yeah. ET. I hate ET so much. That's not the one I think you would like. Katie, Good. get out of here. No, ET scared me as a kid. I right. I was legit terrified. Okay, of well, it's I an open it. the same weekend. It's ET, the extraterrestrial. All right. And the other films in the top five. So five was Grease two, four Poltergeist. Oh. I Three, Rocky. Yes, Rocky, that's what I thought you would love. Rocky three. Okay, okay. And number two, Star Trek two, The Wrath of Khan. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, I almost made us watch that. That was almost. Oh, I would have. I would have enjoyed that. Also in the top ten was was <gasps> Can we um. Do it? Also in the top ten was Porky's. <laughs> oh yeah. Which I watched at the beginning of the pandemic, and I and I was like, how the fuck did this make a hundred and five million dollars in nineteen eighty two? People must have been starved for movies with boobies. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Resounding yes. So here we go. The the Ashley synopsis of Grease <laughs> Two. This means at some point I'm gonna have to legitimately prepare. You're gonna a have synopsis. to do. You're gonna have to like write things down. You're gonna have to KDIize it. Okay, I'll do it <laughs> when I'm not in graduate school. I'll okay. do. I'll do it when I tweet next. Yes. Oop. <laughs> All right. We almost did a spit day. All right. Oh. All right. So, Grease 2, here we go. We are back at the same school, Rydell High, two years after the events of Grease 1. And the T Birds and the Pink Ladies, a new group of them, are still running the school. And we have a big grand opening number, Back to School, which is sung by the Four Tops and like 500 extras, pretty much. It was a massive number. It's a massive number of people. You're introduced to all of the characters, including Eve Arden, Dottie Goodman, Sid Caesar, who all played teachers in the original one. Uh, Connie Stevens has joined, who was a late replacement for Annette Funicello as Miss, uh, you know, the woman with the with the with the hairspray, hair. the sexy teacher, sexy teacher. And then we're introduced to Michael Carrington, who's British but somehow the cousin of Sandy from the original film, who is Australian. And no, because remember, the British sent people to oh, Australia because right. colonization. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, was, it loosely it works. It was 60s, so maybe, you know. So he is immediately enamored of Stephanie Zanoni, who is played by Michelle Pfeiffer in her first starring role. And she's one of the pink ladies who's kind of like just like over it. And she, over the summer, broke up with one of the main T-Birds, played by Adrian Zamed. She's just like, I'm over it. Like, I don't even, like, guys, ugh. But Michael Carrington falls in love with her because she is Stephanie Giazzanoni. And he wants to become, like, her boyfriend, basically. And he pursues her. And she's like, you know what? Like, no. What I need mm-hmm. is a cool rider. I want a man who can mm-hmm. ride a motorcycle because she works at a gas station. She's really into motorcycles. So Michael is like, okay, well, she I. She wants hell on wheels. She wants hell on wheels. Um, don't we all? Actually, no, I, like. Like calm wheels. Um, <laughs> so, calm wheels in the bedroom. Calm so wheels in the street. With the help of Frenchie from the original film, who's back to school to make up 
she remember in the original Greece, she was a beauty school dropout. She's back mm -hmm. for half the film before she mysteriously just disappears. Um, she helps him like learn to ride a motorcycle, and he becomes like this like mysterious guy on a motorcycle. He's like he like is just wears a, a hat like a, a hat a, a helmet. Hat. He wears a hat, a, a helmet, hat. a motorcycle hat, and a helmet. And sunglasses, and they're like, "Who is that?" And like, clearly, it's him. But who's you know. that guy? So she falls in love with him from afar. Uh, he's just kind of like dips in and out throughout the film to like make her excited about him. He's like, "Oh, this is how she's gonna fall in love with me is by being this like cool writer." All throughout, there's like. There's all these different subplots of the T-Birds and the Pink Ladies. One of the Pink Ladies is obsessed with the Adrian Zemed character, and he's like still has his heart on his sleeve for Stephanie Zanoni. But she's like, I don't want you. And he gets jealous, and the other T-Birds try to run him off the road uh, to get him out of their lives so he can have Stephanie. And then he, like, the motorcycle goes over a cliff, and everyone's like, oh my god, he's dead. He is dead. And then they it's go fine. to... It's everybody, everybody go yeah, party. Everyone's it's fine. Like, because he's it's fine. We have to go to the talent show. We have show. to go to the talent show. <laughs> yeah. This kid may be dead, but if whatever, we have a talent and show. And then everyone's like devastated. And then at the there is a luau at the end of the movie. Because of course, instead of a carnival, there's a luau. And the bad motorcycle, motorcycle gang shows up. Same boat. Balmudo. Balmudo, who played like the same character in the first movie but a different name no also he's like 50 playing like like you really suspension of disbelief about people playing high schoolers yes and michael shows up as cool writer and chases them off and reveals he's like i am Mike. it's been michael the whole time and stephanie's like oh my god i'm a blood i love you let's kiss and then he becomes an honorary t-bird and then they graduate and that's the movie <laughs> Well yes, done. Yeah, okay. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes, that is the Yes. Movie. Excellent. Graham. That was our fastest one, I think. Good was, job. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very impressed. I mean, honestly. Because there's there's nothing to there's this movie, no. so. <laughs> Katie, wait. Wait. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I'll make you watch I'll make you watch Pippi Longstocking again. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch Pippi Longstocking again. I would. You know what? We have some viewers who loved Pippi Longstocking and still do. I still get messages yeah. about it occasionally. So thank you. Yeah. Um, Graham, thank you for that beautiful synopsis. It was um, beautiful. We've already heard some of Katie's feelings. So let's go with Katie and then Graham, you're gonna Oh yeah. Because Ashley, you and I are we're the gonna same. We're going to sandwich this back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, how did you feel about so, this movie? Ashley, we've been friends for a very long time. Mm -hmm. oh, I had scary. to keep I had to keep reminding myself of that as I watched <laughs> this movie. <laughs> I hated this movie so much. I I was looking through our catalog, and I think this is my least favorite of all the things that we've watched. Katie, like, is this oh, no. is this? You're Halloween three for me. Yes, I oh, yes. I hated this so so much. Like I was I was like, is this the worst that we watch? And I was like, I didn't like Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. I didn't like House of Yes, but this is worse. I, at least I found like something uh, likable about those movies. I hated this movie so 
much. I kept looking at the clock and I'm like, is it over yet? Why is it not oh over yet? God. Can I stop Katie, it? I'm strong. It I is I'm, a little bit long. I hated oh, it's, it. It's it's an epic. I hated it. I hated all the music. I hate I hated that things don't make sense. Like uh I love Michelle Pfeiffer's like as a actress, but I'm like I don't understand why she's a pink lady. I don't understand why she's the head of the pink ladies. I don't understand like I felt so bad for Frenchie. I'm like, you poor lady. This is two years later, and you're still in high school wearing a pink lady jacket when all of your friends are like. It just felt sad. The whole movie just felt sad because I'm like, it's it's all of these repetitive tropes about like teens are horny all the time and guys always want to have sex and girls don't and like you could have done so much more even if your premise is like sandy's cousin comes and you see what the school is like two years later like there are other things for that i was really hoping that like uh stephanie would have like become a t-bird honestly i was kind of hoping because she like like um she just had the attitude more of like a t-bird and she was like more of a bike. I was i was hoping that there would have been something but i was like there is nothing redeemable about this movie whatsoever and this movie had like i like michelle pfeiffer i even i was like shooter mcgavern is in this movie and as one shooter of the two, McGavin? Yeah. i love shooter bob said when he saw him yeah i was like oh shooter um but i hated every minute <laughs> of this movie i hated it so much i wanted it to stop and it never did it took so long I hated this movie so much. Oh my god! I'm so sorry because I didn't I like. I did it. not think you would hate it. This I hated much. it. I didn't like did any of the songs. I didn't like you. anything. I'm shocked. From I from you wouldn't like it. But. The first like two minutes where they're doing that back to school song, and I was thinking, I was like, this town is the reason that um, Footloose's town is not allowed to dance anymore. I was like. <laughs> In the first second, I was like, I hate, I hate, I hate all of this. I hate it so, so much. So, yes. I, this. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to talk about this. I hate this movie. <laughs> and I, oh, like, my God. Katie, when did you finish it, by the way? Last night. Okay. So, you had dreams about it, too. No. Thank God. <laughs> but, and I was thinking, I was like, you know, I do get camp. Uh, oh, like honey, I this la- isn't camp. I, I don't think this is camp. So, yeah, I was watching. I was like. This isn't camp. I want to talk about that. I do get movies that are like so bad that they're good. Um, and I like a lot of movies that are like that, but I, I could not find anything enjoyable about that. This oh movie. I'm so sorry. Yes. I love it. We're going to have so much conflicting. Okay. Just, I love when Fine. there's tension All right. and discussion. Fine. I'm loving I love this. It. Oh, it's been, it's been a while it. since we've had, because we've kind of liked <laughs> the last couple movies that we've done. <laughs> At least not had like, exu- like yeah. exceedingly divergent opinions. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it when we're like this. <laughs> Graham. Okay. So, I think we've discussed this before, but Ashley, you and I watched Grease 2 before the original Grease, right? Oh yeah, like, I didn't even know Grease was yeah. a thing. So, and this just constantly looped on cable TV. Yeah. So we, um, my, it, was, it was one of those movies that my sisters had on so much in the late 80s, early 90s, along with pretty much all the movies that I've discussed on this podcast. <laughs> so I fully acknowledge this is not a good movie. It's not. I mean, I think like historically, like everyone's like, this is garbage. I think there are so many fun elements of this movie, especially in the beginning. But as I think we're probably going to get into Ashley, this was written as this was like made as it was being written. Yes. The script. 
So yes. you can tell they mm-hmm. they were just like, I don't know what to do with this story. So let's just write more of it and make it almost a two-hour movie. Um, let's just keep going. I think that there are individual performances that I really enjoy. Um, I do think that Michelle Pfeiffer is in a completely different movie. Yes. Like the way that she acts, like and even her styling is just so different from everyone else, how she carries herself. Mm-hmm. She's not cartoonish, whereas so many of the other characters are cartoonish in this. Yeah. And, you know, in the original, they they were cartoonish. Like, you know, the TV yeah. were like, oh, oh. Maxwell Caulfield is so fucking bland. Mm-hmm. But would I have sex with him? Yes. Well, sure, that's two different things. But I could not believe yes but mostly because of the accent yeah and he's and when he's wearing the black leather dreamy even when he's wearing like that little sweater vest i'm like hello i could (laughs) not believe that he wouldn't be like the most popular kid in that school he had no friends except sort of the 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 twins the no the girl with the pigtails Um, oh um dolores yeah and even then i was like i'm like i was i was so upset i don't mean to cut you off but the movie is a complete mess but but that's also part of why I like it. Doesn't it? I I was watching it last night with Brandon and some of the songs that we'll get into. I was just like, this is so goofy. And I love when you can see extras in the mu- musical look like they're having a ball. It kind of reminds me of like that sequence in Xanadu when they were at the store. Um, remember that? Where they were like all the store and all the, the mm-hmm. extras are just going like... They're operating on like a fifteen, yeah. You know, like everyone's just like having fun. They all are like fifty years old. Um, it's just I don't know I could never not. They all, they all, there are sequences in this movie that I could watch over and over and over again. Um, but I fully acknowledge that, like especially the last half of the movie is boring. Not much is going on, but still that first like forty five minutes, I'm in. Oh my god, so much to discuss. Yeah, so Ashley, where, how do we even begin? Because they're so diverse. Well, I mean, you and I are on the I'm same trying, page. Katie is like tr- on the opposite. Trying like, not to lose no. respect for both of you. Okay, so Katie, you made me, tell me you. watch Halloween fucking three. <laughs> I should have. Stupid fucking movie. There was a storyline. There was a story here. Go on forever. Was story was there? It's just a rehashed love story with a gender reversal. I don't understand. I don't. Ashley, where okay. do we begin? Let me give you a little background as to why I chose this movie. Why, Ashley, why? And, like, why it plucks at my heart in a particular way. So, in true me fashion, I saw Grease 2 before ever seeing the original. I didn't even know Grease existed. I legitimately think this was one of the first ever musicals that I ever saw. So, like, I was a blank slate, coming into this film. I saw it as a young kid being repeated on cable news or cable news, cable TV. Um, It was one of those things where like when it was on, my brothers weren't interested in watching TV. So I had a certain element of control. And for some reason I thought it was fucking fantastic. Like I didn't, I didn't have any basis, right? I didn't know what was good or not. All of a sudden I was just like, there's dancing and there's this. And like, I legitimately think this film along with John Waters Crybaby, and like Adam's family has influenced my aspirational fashion style okay. in like, 
ways that I'm only still like unpacking and rediscovering. I can see that. And like, I also have this thing where I will, I will make references to like pop culture or cultural touchstones that I've never actually seen before. And like for the longest time I would quote, um, Bill Murray from Caddyshack and be like, so I got that going for me, which is nice. I didn't watch that movie until college. So it's just, (laughs) it just fits with my whole vibe of like referencing a thing, but not the actual thing. But now it's in a full movie form. I also feel like, like the cast truly committed, right? Like they were so into it. When I was reading articles in preparation for this, I was talking about how everybody had a ball, but part of me felt like maybe they were kind of in on the joke. Like it was really sincere and earnest, but also knew that it was totally absurd. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I just love that they went all in. Um, And it was so funny because in my notes, I was like, wait, is this camp? Do I actually like, is this the camp that I get? Do I get it? But seeing Graham, you're like, no, no, this is not. not It's just a bad movie. (laughs) (laughs) I would also like to note that there are other cult classics that we have discussed. And so maybe I'm just in like, I just discovered the right cult classes like um, Clue Hmm. also flopped at the box office. Although Clue is demonstrably a great. Yes, Clue is fantastic. Yeah. Clue is a film. This is a fucking movie. Yeah. They're both movies. No. (laughs) Film to me. That fast talking. I'm sorry. Tim Curry makes it a film. Okay, that's true. <laughs> I won't rehash you. If you want to learn more about Clue, you can go back to I think it was like our third episode, yeah. where we discuss Clue. So let's get a little background mm-hmm. on who created this and what created it. Who's responsible for this? Yes. Who, thank you, Graham. Who is responsible, right? Um, so the director is Patricia Birch. She was the choreographer for Greece. And this was actually the first time a female choreographer directed a feature film. Mm-hmm. And this, so it was her directorial debut, and it is the only theatrical directing credit on her on her whole resume. Um, I should have looked up who the writers were, but like I just breezed past it because I was like, you know what, Patricia, you were doing the best you could mm-hmm. where you were with what you had. Because you know what, writers, how could you not get your shit together? And like, why was this half written when it started? Yeah, Grant did was Teen Witch also being written as they were filming it? They brought people back for random scenes and they were like why remember remember the scene with the rap yeah she was yeah, like yeah, wait yeah, i'm in love yeah, with yeah. this Take guy that. now like it doesn't make sense yeah yeah because i feel like we've talked about movies that were being written as they were being filmed but i can't remember i yeah. feel like team which was the only one anyway sorry ashley i would really like to know if there are any films that are good that require a script that are being written as they're being done. I don't like mumblecore. Like we've already talked about this. Like the idea that there's just like vague ideas and the actors go with it. Like I get it, actors craft, but I have yet to see a mumblecore that's good. Katie, you turned me on to some mumble gore, and I was like, okay, yeah, because mumble there's good. yeah mumble gore, mumble gore good, good. <laughs> mumble core is <laughs> good. Yeah, mumble gore good, mumble gore good. I was just proving my point. <laughs> <laughs> Making my point. Oh Jesus! I feel like there are such a great time. There are movies that 
turned out well. I just, my brain is not allowing me to think of any examples. So I'm Because it's just so crowded by how much because, you hate this film. Because it's it's full of question marks still from when I finished it last night. Uh, yeah, it was it was like, I finished watching it at like 11 or 11.30. I'm like, I just want to go to sleep. Make it stop. <laughs> anyway, I did not fall asleep while watching it, though. Can I shout out one of her best um, credits, the director? Patricia mm-hmm. Birch? Yes. Yeah. She choreographed the end dance sequence in the first Wives Club. <gasps> Did yes. she? Yeah. Well, that's. I'm glad she was on the up. That's Thank you, good. Pat. Thank you, Pat. That was great. And it's the first, it's the first, when the credits come up, the first thing that comes up in first Wives Club is choreography by Patricia Birch. Nice. <laughs> yes. So clearly Patricia Birch knows her choreography. She knows her shit there. You've got to admit, like, that opening number, that opening number is huge. I think there legitimately were, like, 500 people. Mm-hmm. I love at the very end when the kid runs and jumps into the window. Again. Into class. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, somehow the upright bass is, like, on the flagpole. And it's absurd and it's big. And when Bob was watching it, he was like, it's like some real 1960s, like, dance number. <laughs> what, so. what did Bob think? Um, I think Bob is in between us and Katie okay. <laughs> where he recognizes it was absurd, but there were certain parts that I think he kind of liked. Okay. Um, and it was also fun because as we were watching it, he would call out what would happen next. And I was like, I was trying to hide and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah. Nick, I'm so proud of you. Nick saw it as a kid and refused to watch it with me. <laughs> he was like, I remember how terrible it is. I will not watch this with you. Well, Brandon loved it. I was going to say Brandon was yeah. like eagerly. <laughs> did he really? Yes. Of course he did. Of course. <laughs> um, do you know the television that Brandon and I bond over? Of course Brandon would like yeah, it. That's yeah, true. Yeah. It's true. So, Patricia, we love you. We've mentioned Michelle Pfeiffer as Stephanie. The next year, Scarface would be released, and her star would just go on its meteoric rise that it is still on. Um, I would say some of my favorite Michelle Pfeiffer films, and y'all can chime in, um, Batman Returns. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Amazing Catwoman. Um, I think Keaton was the best Batman. Mm-hmm. Personally. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Nice. <gasps> Maybe um, he's see, coming we, back. We can agree on stuff. <gasps> oh, I would love that. Um, no, he is. For I actually for like kind of liked Dangerous Minds, and I think it was total like slate propaganda to make me want to like yeah. be a teacher, right? She's so badass with her like black leather jacket and sitting cross-legged on the desk. That Coolio, We're gonna song, learn. That, that Coolio song came on the radio like two days ago. I was I was pulling into the garage and I'm like, I still know all the words to this song. Yeah, yeah you do. You were children of the nineties. Yes, and yeah. of course you have to know the the Weird Al version too. But yeah. I mean, because yeah, children Obviously. of the nineties. Yeah. Um, Graham, we know this movie is one after your own heart, one fine day. I love one fine day. <laughs> I love it. Have you seen it? No. Oh my God! I've seen. We have to. Okay, we're putting it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, mm. put it on there. No. Oh my God! Look at Graham's face. I love it. It's not Paddington it Two is. level, but it's, it's it's good. Yeah, it's delightful. Michelle Pfeiffer, George Clooney, um, a young May Whitman. Thank you, mm. Whitman. The other kid. Alex D. It's Lenz. great. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then just the other day, I rewatched Stardust. Which I had to watch uh, for work when I was uh, that working is, in post production. That in is a great movie. I remember seeing that in I theaters like with my shout out to my friend Annalise, who I know listens to this. Hi, we Annalise. saw it in Star. We saw Stardust together in New York City, and in the middle of it, 
she I remember her turning to me and going, This is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> like I've in never the seen that either. So. Oh, it's fine. It's underrated. Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was great. Oh. Um, okay, we have Maxwell Caulfield as Michael, who I think a lot of you will know as I refer to him as Rex Manning Day, not no, just Rex Manning Rex from Manning. Empire Records. <laughs> I'm like, of Rex Manning Day. Um, He was actually really bitter about this because he was being called, like, the next Travolta before this came out. Well, sure, And then he claimed that this tanked his career and it took him 10 years to recover from Grease 2. Okay, so let's unpack that for a second. What was he doing before this that said he was on an upward trajectory? I think he was a stage actor. Okay, and then... What is the ten year like tick up? Was that if if it was Empire Records, that's it's a low tick. It looks like he 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 did a lot of he did like some Dynasty and he worked on the Colby's mm-hmm. in the eighties. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but it looks like prior to Empire Records, he was in the movie Gettysburg, which is a, which was like a yeah, yeah. oh yeah, movie. Gettysburg. Was a big um, but you know, he really hasn't done much. That is of note. He's he's been consistently working for a while. He looks like he was just in Pam, the new Pam and Tommy miniseries. Oh, I haven't seen oh, that yeah. yet, but I want. And he's to. married to Juliet Mills, Haley Mills' sister. Oh, okay. Oh, so he married up. Mm-hmm. That's what we're saying. Wait, is he is he really British? Yeah. Okay. Well, because in in uh, in he's Empire from, Records, he's not. So he's I was from just wondering. Belper Derbyshire. <laughs> Derbyshire. <laughs> Derbyshire. <laughs> Belper Derbyshire. <laughs> it's my favorite Mumbo-Bar sex place there. <laughs> we don't know how to pronounce words. It's fun. Yeah, so, you know, sorry, Max Caulfield, but, like, maybe if you were just a little bit better, you could have been more of a Travolta. They didn't like each other. Yeah, they infamously did not get along. Yeah, mm. she thought he was full of himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're well. Uh, you could kind of tell because one, their kiss at the end was so dry and like, oh my god. <laughs> okay, can we talk about this for a minute? Because I was looking at that and like I almost wanted to look away. I was like, what are these kisses? Mm-hmm. But I also feel like prior to the nineties, they're just at least the films I was watching and the movies, which clearly I was watching more movies than films. They just don't do good kissing. Like it's clearly. Play acting kissing? Am I out of my mind? Yes. What are some films where you think kissing actually looks good? Well, prior to this, um, well, lots, lots of- on lots on um, Pornhub. <laughs> the pre nineteen eighty two hamster duck. Oh, um, you know, Boys in the Woods, um, <laughs> two through nine. That one's a, those are good. <laughs> not one though. <laughs> oh God, no! Wait, not you know, the first one. You, they improved. It's like the first it. pancake. Yeah. No, but like I mean, you know, romance has always I mean, they're they're. It's it's such a hard question because one I don't really watch romance movies but you always have those like movies where they like envelop each other in a giant romantic kiss. This was just like it's like it was like two cousins kissing up there. It was like mm, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't know. Yeah, it's like I've there are certain films that of course I can't think of names right now but like when you watch somebody make out you're like yes. That is that is real. I believe that. And there are other ones where I'm like, really? Like, you know what I'm thinking of? Um, shit. What was it? It, I can, like, see her face. She has an affair 
with like a younger guy and then her husband finds out and hits him and hides him in the trunk. Unfaithful. Diane Lane. Yes. Totally he hits him with Diane like, Lane. Yeah. Oh, she, that movie's good. She's yeah. amazing in that movie. Totally believe it, right? Like, yes, that is, mm-hmm, get it. You know? I feel like, um, I've never seen this, but Graham, I bet you have. What is the movie with Ryan Gosling and Michelle Williams that they wanted to give an NC-17 rating Blue to? Blue Valentine. Thank you. Blue Valentine. I was going to say Blue Velvet, and I was like, that's not it's right. It's a very different movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I bet that is real because they're both <clears throat> phenomenal actors. And also, like, I would believe Gosling in any romantic role whatsoever. So, Well, that goes to show, when you don't have good chemistry with your star, kisses, kisses mm-hmm. don't look good. Yeah, but yeah. that's what when I was going to say is, like, you know, you're like Max, Co- Max Caulfield. If you had done better, maybe, you know, maybe your career would not have tanked for a while. But I'm like, one, there's not much he could have done with this this role. He had nothing to do except pine over a girl for a year for no reason. Um, but isn't it so funny that they make it seem like it was the whole year? Because the original Grease, it was over the course of the school year. Legit, when they're having auditions for the talent show, they're like, the talent show is in a month. And then the luau is the day after. Like, he goes from not knowing how to even put a motorcycle together to being a badass rider in a month. Yeah, there's no concept of time here. (laughs) No, no. I was like, they're going bowling on the first day of school? (laughs) But Brandon's like, no, it's the end of the week. You missed that line. <laughs> I loved it. Okay, Adrian Zamed, he was the original Danny Zuko in the Broadway musical. I think he was so, one of the... Or one yeah, of, excuse yeah. me. Thank you. Clearly, I'm not the expert on this. Um, and Christopher McDonald, a.k.a. Shooter McGavin. Yay, Shooter! I like him. Um, he was also some of his more well-known credits. Credits? <laughs> <laughs> We are having a time today. <laughs> we, we're having a good time. No quite uh, <laughs> Thelma and Louise, which I still haven't seen. Duh. Um, quiz show. Good. Happy Gilmore. Shoot mm-hmm. McGavin. And I recently watched Hacks with oh, Gene yeah. Smart oh, yeah. on HBO Max. Great. And yeah, that show is amazing. He's in it really well. I like how he just plays like a slightly, at least the things that I've seen, he does well in the like slightly sinister kind of like bad guy type role. Yeah. I saw like. him in a deli once. Uh, so I was in I was in New York and I was like getting a sandwich or something at a deli. Um, Shocking at a deli, and shut up, Graham. And uh, was it was it was ask. like at a weird time of day. It was like two or three o'clock in the afternoon, so there was no one else in there. But I was trying to be really stealth about taking a photo of him. So I was looked like it was like me doing a selfie, but it was actually him behind me. And mm-hmm. in the photo, he's staring right at me. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, no, he knew what you were doing. I don't even know where that picture well, is. Well, you know, you star in Happy Gilmore. You got to expect to get your selfies. People take yes. selfies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I never want to be famous. Okay. So we've got a little background on who's in it. Greece was a hit. Obviously, as as the entire world has stated, I actually like so clearly Greece. it's a, it is good. I, I originally said like, oh, I'm going to watch Greece after I watch Greece, too. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to. I just want to bask in yeah. like my wonderful memory of Greece, too, and not be reminded that like it's not actually that great. Of a, although it's not a film. Right. Um, so obviously they're going to make a sequel. It was, you know. Audiences were super accustomed to all these sequels, but it was one of the first musical sequels since the 1940s. Mm. Um, 
And what they had actually planned around this, they actually wanted to plan like four parts, like four films and a TV show. But because this flopped so badly, they scrapped that whole plan, saved the third screenplay, which went on to become the basis for High School Musical, which obviously like totally tracks like multiple films, musical, and then a TV show that's essentially like the the TV show based on the musical. I, I, the TV yeah. show name is so fucking confusing. Yeah. But what I love about this, so in college, senior year, I had, um, I lived off campus and I had this shitty slash magical TV and it only got like four channels. It got the three basic channels in Boston and for some magical reason, it also got the Disney Channel, which I fucking loved the Disney Channel in high school and in college. I just there's something about where like I love media that is created for kids and teens. And like obviously Disney is super formulaic and just like very sanitized, but there's something I love about it. Like if I ever want to go get yet another advanced degree, I'll get one like Graham got and okay. I will study like media making for children, right? So I, you know, throughout, I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a film student. You know, I got to watch TV. I got to do these things. And I saw that, like, High School Musical was going to premiere. Um, so it premiered January 20th, 2006. It's a Friday night. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I stayed in on a Friday night, senior year of college, to watch this. With me. High School Music with you. <laughs> and I do not regret it for a minute. Oh, yeah, it was great. We ordered pizza. We were like, it was so great. That was a fun oh my God, night. It was amazing. I was like, this is really a good movie. And Tech Efron is sexy. Yeah. Um, and directed by the one and only Kenny Ortega. So, duh. Actually, I remember watching that and I went to like go to the bathroom and you scream. You're like, his shirt's off. His shirt's off. <laughs> and I was like, I had to like run. And I missed it. <laughs> I do not remember that, but I love that you yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> Grab, stop! <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, as critics have said, it was a box office failure, but it has become a cult classic. Fans like to call it the Empire Strikes Back of the Grease movies. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> but Empire Strikes Back is good. Yeah, maybe going a little bit far, but like y'all, there is a rabid online following to this movie. Like there are multiple websites. Uh, they celebrate Greece today, or at least they did in 2019. Like there are multiple think pieces. There's a really great one from AV Club that I highly recommend. But like people go hard for this movie. Yeah, they should. They should. I mean, I don't like yucking people's yums, but man. <laughs> This is a hard one to be like. I don't, I don't get it, and I, I rarely say that, but I do not understand that. I definitely is something that you had to have seen when you were younger. I think that's what it is. Yeah, and I mean, I saw, I saw Greece like growing up. I saw Greece all the time. It was always on TV, like the first one. So I've seen Greece ten million times. But yeah, like there are some good lines in this, Katie. Are there? I don't know. I one that I like really laughed at last night was when the pink ladies were chasing down the the rest of them in their car, and the like they think they're gonna die. And Maureen Tiffy goes, "I'm gonna die," and I'm wearing my mom's underpants. Oh, that was funny. I do remember that line. <laughs> I do love that. So that was Maureen Tiffy, who also was in the film Fame. What? What? Yeah. 
Yeah, like, I'm sorry, I think there was a line in one of the songs where it's like, what are you going to be when you grow up? A burden on society. Yeah. And it's like, such a greaser thing. Or when they're at the right? bowling alley, and little Dolores is like, oh, my bra is killing me. And her sister goes, you wish. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, those are funny. Although, yeah. Graham, you deliver it so much better. <laughs> I don't know. Lorna Luft, del- who's Liza Minnelli's sister, de- mm. I thought delivered that line. Judy I, Garland's daughter. I loved her as Paulette. I think that's I a fun so character. I so bad for her. I, just, I know. I, she I, I like, couldn't be, watch her. Because yeah. I'm like, it, girl, it get tough. some self-respect. It was tough to watch. <gasps> but her. she did. So, okay. So, fun fact, she dyed her hair platinum blonde, but it all broke off, so she wore a wig the whole time. But she finally does stand up for herself. So, you know, there's the point where she's trying to go out as as Summer, right, for the talent show, because they're the girls of all season. And Johnny's like, I'll be yours forever. (laughs) I love that song. So do I. Um, And she's like, she looks good like oh my god she looks amazing um she did a very unhealthy thing where she ate watermelon three times a day and lost like 22 pounds in four weeks for this film i don't recommend not healthy that's off my list of diets yeah yeah um eat watermelon just because it's fun and delicious Mm -hmm. um but like you know and johnny's like what are you doing and like he's clearly been using paulette you know like (sighs) Wants to have a woman, wants to make Stephanie jealous, but then suddenly he's getting jealous and she just turns it around on him. And she's just like, don't tell me what to do. Like, I deserve better. And I was like, yes, Paulette. Yes, girl. Mm, Love it. See, female empowerment, Katie. (laughs) You don't like this movie. You hate female empowerment. Sure. Yes, of course. Some people do talk about, like, the feminist overtones, right? Like, so it's a gender reveal. Stephanie is not willing Oh, thank you. <laughs> Gender reveal. What? I missed that part. What? Who are they? <laughs> I'm sorry. They're, you know, I've got people very close to me who are about to have a baby. So, um, okay. So what was I even saying? Gender reveal. Gender. I was like, Gender who? reversal. Who's a baby? <laughs> I have lots of friends, Graham. Okay. okay. Just because you I have, I have like, friends. I have friends. <laughs> People like me. They like me more than Katie liked this movie. I'm going to have a food baby and the gender is breakfast tacos. (laughs) Oh, that's so gross. (laughs) What? (laughs) They were good. (laughs) It's gross if you really think about it. Okay. No, but people have talked about like that gender reversal. Like Stephanie is not willing to change herself for a man. She's sick of the T-bird shit, right? So, Katie, it makes sense that you're like, why is she this pink lady? And I see it as when you're in high school, you kind of are like, okay, I want to be part of, like, a group. Like, the sense of identity and need for belonging is really strong. But all throughout this film, she is separate, right? So, like, on the first day, she's wearing pedal pushers and not a skirt until somebody, like, makes a little comment and then she, like, slips her skirt on and that's how she and Michael meet for the first time, right? So she's not totally invulnerable, but she is this cool girl. But, like, you see that in with bowling. All the other pink ladies are wearing pink. She's wearing red. Like, there's always just this slight set-aside part of her. I mean, I get that. But, like, because there's a whole point where she, you know, she tells that one guy, like, no, I don't want to date you anymore. And no, blah, blah, blah. But she doesn't, like... I Yeah, with her friend Paulette, like, going after her ex-boyfriend or uh, the way he treats her, like, there's no conversation about between the the friends about that. 
Um, even at one point, she tells Michael that she can't date him because there's that code that, you know, pink ladies belong to the T-Birds. And I'm like, wait, I thought you were past all this. Um, also, how do you become either? Do you just, like, when you graduate, you give your jacket to somebody who's been deemed, like, I don't know, how does that work? Does that, does nepotism. nepotism. That's why Dolores is in. Because of Paula. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, that is a good question because, you know, Michael had to do death-defying feats to become a T-bird. But, like, the little short T-bird is the little dork. Like, how did he get it, you know? Well, you know, there's certain stereotypes for each, you know, yeah. subgroup, and people need to fill each and every one. So they need the dork for each group. They need the leader for each group. They need the idiot for each group. They need the two, the oversexed one for each group. Well, you just, yeah, that's good. God, what role would each of us? <laughs> I know what I am already. It's fine. Wait, which one are you? I'm the dork one. Okay, well, which one am I then? You're the oversexed one. Okay, well, <laughs> tracks. <laughs> Sorry, friends and coworkers who listen to that. <laughs> Wait, which one am I? I know what I want. You're the leader. Ten yeah. years ago. <laughs> Okay. I think that's true. Because you're so level-headed and, like, organized and... Yeah. That's what I would just do. Just don't look at the desk behind me. (laughs) Your pristine desk? Yeah, Mm -hmm. where, like, it's decorated and shit. Oh, no, there's, like, shit all over it and then underneath it. You're one of those people It's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, the house is a mess and there's, like, a tissue on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) That's just because we don't have any kids and a dog that doesn't make a mess, so... Well, yeah. Um, Okay, this is a musical, so let's talk musicals. I want to actually really get into some of these songs, and then I want to know which song did you love the most, which song did you hate the most, because there are some bad ones. And I just want to talk about musicals in general. Who wants to start? Katie, you go. uh, No, I get to go first. You go first, yes. (laughs) Start with positivity. So I don't know if I could pick a favorite, Ashley. I, I love some of them. What are some of yours? Okay, so the one that I can't get enough of that I think is the stupidest song I've ever heard in my life, but I love it, is Reproduction. <laughs> oh my god, I loved Reproduction. I remember being Reproduction. Like seven, Reproduction. Seven and seeing that. And my parents were like, whatever. Like, that's, that's great. He's learning science. It's fine. He was only fucking fun. <laughs> And then as I got older, I was like, oh, Tap Hunter. It's a bop. Yeah. As I got older, I was like, oh, Tap Hunter, gay icon, like the the teacher in the mm-hmm. in the sequence. Um, that is so fun. It's so stupid. And everyone is just having a ball. Uh, speaking of balls, I love the score tonight. Um, I was waiting. I'm like, what is the segue? What is the segue? <laughs> I think score tonight is so fun, too. Um, even though they're not following the rules, you're not supposed to actually go over the line when you're bowling. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, the nuns show up, and it's just dumb and, again, just very catchy. Um, I also had, like, a big crush on Adrian Samed when I was younger watching that sequence. Naturally. Which was kind of sexy. And mm-hmm. um, I also like Back to School again. I think those those three bops are so fun. Cool writer's amazing. Um, ones I don't like. One God, I told you I couldn't, Katie. Did you listen? Um, Michelle Pfeiffer, despite having no um, singing or dancing, like she was surprised that she got the audition. She actually sang that song. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and she's badass when she's like up on top of the ladder. I was like, girl, yeah. I was like, get down. That's scary. Um, song I don't like 
is the really, really boring one that Michael sings, My Charade. Charades. I oh. was like, oh, I forgot about this. And it goes on so long. So long. So that's, that's, a, that's a fail. Um, Bob agrees. I think that's like, I think that's it. the last, the last song's stupid, but um, like we'll be together again. It's a little too cheap. That's a little too cheesy for me. So mm-hmm. also they it won't. It's trying to be like, we go together. Yeah. Like, like you won't, you won't be together again because you're going to go to college and never talk to any of these people ever again. That's and what then, I was thinking and, too. And then I was like, and I was like, guys, the war is about to happen in a couple of years. You're all going to get drafted. Most yeah. Go like, Yeah. <laughs> so that's my long winded answer. Katie. Uh, well, you and I have the same least favorite song that that charade one. I was like, what, 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 what? Could you be more boring? Oh, you can. Okay, no. cool. Um, no. <clears throat> so yes, I uh, that was my least favorite song. If I had to pick a favorite one, uh, I actually I like Cool Rider um, because I was like. I can remember it. It was fun watching her like do her little solo dance. I was like, she's so mm-hmm. into herself. She's like, this is this is basically an image of all the people who watch this and will be dancing to it by themselves in their bedroom. Yeah. So um, I thought that was fun. Um, the reproduction song was like ridiculous, but I was like, I can't believe this is in a movie right now. Um, right. Those those were the ones I could remember. I just you know I dislike most of them, but. I didn't hate them as much as I hated that that charade song. <laughs> so it was really which ones did you hate less? Which ones did I hate less? The yes, others. Because my well, so with Cool Rider, and this is something I didn't talk about before, but like the definition of cool or the use of the word cool in this movie is so infuriating because they just talk about like I want a cool rider or like oh that's so cool I want someone who's cool blah blah I'm like do you even know what that word means You're all so ugh. anyway it's fine. Whoa. <laughs> I got very, very mad. <sighs> you know what I appreciate is that you've at least had strong reactions to the film, right? Yes. It's not, not just like, yes. eh. I mean, Katie, it's not like Katie, me when I'm so like, apathetic. I don't know, I got on my phone. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I was not on my, I tried really hard not to be on my phone. I was like, no, pay attention. Good job. You totally could be, especially considering how much I'm on my phone. No, I didn't want many to. many movies we've watched. Look at you. No, because I was afraid there was something even more terrible that was going to happen and I was going to miss it. <laughs> so <laughs> just like watching a car crash and just waiting for all the. Yeah, other I, I, I to like happen. glanced. I think I glanced at the clock right around when the car went or when the he like fell over the cliff at the end. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I missed him dying. No. <laughs> <laughs> also, can we talk about one sequence really quick? When, he, they, when they sing Who's That Guy? Yes. Um, which I think there are actually some cool shots in that with the people on top of the cars. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I get crouch. it. But, like, all he really did was just drive his motorcycle around. And how is that threatening to the people in the other band? Like, the, the, the band, the, the gang. Like, <laughs> same thing, same dip. How? I'm like, he, nobody would dare do that. Like, all he is doing, and I was like, and he put it on top of a car. Like, that's going to leave scuff marks. It's really rude. He better leave a note. <laughs> I like that he jumps the the police car, which was cool, although that happens after the song, and the mm. cops just stand there and be like, well, who's that guy? Who is that? <laughs> who's that man? Somebody get a... <laughs> Ashley, what are yours? Yeah, Ashley. <laughs> I agree on favorite songs, and also, like, charades is clearly the worst. Um... There is something about Girl for All Seasons, you know, that it introduced me to, like, 
that type of a musical song, which now that I'm thinking back on it, I think this and Oklahoma were the first two musicals that I ever experienced. So like, I have no frame of reference. So again, this movie is referencing so many other things. It really just set me on the trajectory that I am on today, right? Um, Do it for our country. Definite, like, coercive, rapey vibes. Not cool. But it's almost like, to me, I also read that as, like, poking fun of patriotism, right? And that people aren't actually dedicated to their country. And even though... (laughs) <laughs> the film takes place before Vietnam. When it was filmed was after. So I was like, is it like making a little bit of commentary or am I trying to read too much into this? Um, who's that guy is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I loved about with Prowling, like that the T-Birds, A, like wanted to be in the musical. What? Um, and they sucked and they were like all afraid of the prep tones. Right. And they're singing the song and Bob goes. They should just do this song for the talent show. <laughs> and then they and did. And they did. <laughs> and it's was, brought up three more times in the movie. That was yeah. one other thing that uh, I started laughing at. I was like, this is so fucking ridiculous uh, that they are all having difficulty getting laid. And so they're like, let's go to the one place that all the girls put out. And I was like, oh, they're going to go to like, you know, a cat house or something. Uh, no, they go to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. that, that was funny and it's ridiculous because I was like. What? What's a happening? Cat, a cat house. It's like a brothel. Oh, I thought. Oh, not like a place where it's like a cat cafe. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> those are things, Katie. Yes. No. A, ca- a cat house now. is another word for a brothel. Oh, because of the lady parts. Because of the other word for cats. Oh, kitty. Heteroculture. Heteroculture. Dick dock. Yeah. Okay, I can't remember if it was, was it Love Will Turn Back the Hand of Time? So, like, I have such a distinct memory of In the Middle when Michelle Pfeiffer just starts singing all sad. And she's the Christmas tree, right? And she takes down the star. And the star goes off, like, and floats (laughs) away. And then we go into that ridiculous dream sequence. But she's wearing that beautiful, like, Grecian dress. Like, there was something about her singing... When she was in the Christmas costume. So at the beginning and the end that I was like, I don't know, that resonated with me as a kid. I'm like, look, she can be cool and tough, but still have a lot of feelings. I'm a kid with a lot of feelings. I could be still be cool and tough. Right. I don't know. I do like I love the nod to like the beach movies with the Rockaluo Hulu, you know, like that that whole scene. And at also, the end. what a long luau from day to night. Right. Yeah, did halfway through. So impressive. But I don't know. It just, uh, I mean, when this is your introduction to musicals, it, and then you don't watch a lot after, you just think, like, this is good. There really is only where, good, guys. only way to go is up. That's yeah. true. It's a low bar. Um, so, what other musicals do y'all like? Because I saw, like, this and then Cry Baby, and I was like, well, yeah, the, like that is my understanding of musicals, guys. Like that was my foundation of musicals. So, but like, what were yours? Favorite musicals? That's can you? I mean, Ashley, you can uh, ask a game on that question. Um, I. What are just or some? What are some musicals that stand out or slightly formative? Did either of you see Avenue Q? Yes, together. We saw I saw it together. Oh, so jealous. that was our first Broadway musical together. Yeah, we Katie. were in the last row, all the way in the back. Ashley, are we talking about movies or? Like, Whatever you want. Oh, Company is my favorite musical. Steven Sondheim. Company? 
Um, saw it recently on Broadway. It's amazing. Um, geez. This is a noodle scratcher. I, so I was, I was very fortunate that my family took us to, to plays and stuff growing up. And, uh, I, as a really young kid, uh, we went to Phantom and, um. <gasps> oh yeah, I saw Phantom as a kid. Love, love, love Phantom. I fucking hate Phantom. I loved it. He's an asshole. Of course. Well, yeah, nobody's saying I told you this. I thought, I, I thought the story was about like, oh, this misunderstood man and he's going to find love. Like, no, no. Dick. No, he's he's a, he's an absolute dickhole. Okay. Uh, he's a dickhole. But I love you know the music was really great. My when my mom and my stepdad got married, they their wedding song was uh, one of the song the main song from Phantom. Um, like I really loved that. I also really really loved Newsies growing up. I could sing all of those songs. I loved the movie. I that was like I'm not a musical person really, but I love Newsies. Love, love, this love is interesting movies. when you bring this up that is strictly like i don't know you would think like a musical like there'd be a lot of like, like gay following that is one that does not have a gay following as oh, much as others I. it's strictly for like for y'all i don't know <laughs> this is for you yeah um oh bugsy malone I gonna... ashley i love bugsy oh my malone. god bugsy! oh, oh my god we on have to watch because i've never seen that we have to watch bugsy, bugsy malone, malone is uh, that bat bat shit insane but so fun. Oh my god, it is fucking nuts and I love it. Kitty, it's basically yes. a mobster musical taking place like during mob time in New York City, but every character every actor is below the age of 12. Yeah. And the guns Children. shoot whipped cream. Yeah. And, and all the, and pies and all yeah. of the singing is dubbed by adults. That's it's so wild. And Jodie Foster's in it. Yeah. All right. And Scott Baio. Scott Baio. Yeah. 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 It's mm-hmm. so good. It's bananas. I love that movie so much. When we were in England, I found a copy of it, but obviously different region DVDs. So that was the reason why, or the reason why I bought a region-free DVD player and then bought a bunch of other. Actually, DVDs. I was the one who bought the DVD, not you. I introduced. <laughs> oh shit! My Actually, bad. I was like, "Oh, I love this movie." Like, what's that? We watched it three times on our trip because <laughs> we were oh like, <laughs> "I love you so much." See, this is why um, we're all friends because I have no memory and you've got the greatest I memory. Like, dare take my Bugsy Malone story. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, Graham. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer later went on to be in Hairspray with John Travolta, right? I don't know how much you like that version. I've, but never, I've never seen any of the Hairsprays. It's, Hairspray, the first one, is fan fucking tastic everyone should see it the original yeah which is not a musical it's just a, it's a comedy like strict comedy but that's wonderful the movie musical is fine no oh. well i am gonna want um you know we we're we gotta wrap up with a little bit but i'm gonna want to hear from our listeners what are some musicals you love um and what should we potentially put on the list because it's practically a guarantee that katie has not seen it Probably. or that i have not seen it um but i bet graham We'll have. Okay, the last thing I really want to talk about is the fucking fashion and legitimately (laughs) how much an impact this has had on me. And yet somehow I didn't realize it. Okay, so my aspirational style is pretty slash threatening. Yes. I want to look cool and I want to look like I can kick your ass, but I also still want to look feminine. But like that, this is why I used to model my fake long beautiful nails that i miss so much off of daggers um god do i miss them 
And so I feel like it's this movie, Crybaby and the Addams Family, who definitely influenced me, mm. right? So like, and just like a little bit about the person I want to be, right? Like, so a cool, cool girl who wants love, check. <laughs> um, Michael Showalter, like five years ago, tweeted about like who, like somebody needs to do a think piece on how like a certain generation likes Grease 2 more than the first Grease. Mm-hmm. And June Diane Raphael tweeted in response to it she had a couple of different tweets but she's like she meaning stephanie is a cool female high schooler who does not pit women against each other to build herself up haven't seen another one like her since and i was like that is legitimate right like there's none of this like bullshit infighting like yeah there's maybe some weirdness but stephanie doesn't really care that paulette is dating johnny although i would want her to be like paulette you should like stand up for yourself a little more like you deserve better than that right like I don't know, but okay. Black leather, check. Sequins, check. Metallics, check. Mm-hmm. Animal print, that's more from Crybaby, but check. Like y'all, did I tell you about how I've been looking at pinup girl clothing? A coworker introduced me to it, and it's a great set. They have collections. Yeah, they have collections called like Dangerous Dames and like Something Vixen, and I was like, that is what I want. I just want a little bit more of that. Yes, Does pin that up girl clothing. Please, please sponsor us. You have you have two ladies who would fit the aesthetic very perfectly, and and you oh know gosh. we have one male supporter. So, yeah, M- male supporter. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> but also like attracted to men with motorcycles, but also want to go on my own. Check, check, check. Yeah. Like y'all, you know, like I've been wearing motorcycle boots for like twenty years, but I. Should not get my motorcycle license because I'm a very distracted driver. Yeah, no, <laughs> please, dangerous. please don't. Yeah, please don't do that. Kid. Don't no. do it. I will say one time. Sorry, Bob. One time I was dating this guy and he had a motorcycle, but like it wasn't quite the weather for it. And we were just like, so he was just like showing me like, oh, I picked up this new thing or whatever. And I was sitting on it and it was vibrating appropriately. <laughs> Did you orgasm on it? No, I was like. This is really. You're like, keep going around the block, honey. (laughs) We were like, just like, it legitimately like wasn't the right weather. Just one more time around, please. This is nice. I was like, this is great. I was like, I'm attracted to you, and I'm on a motion. This is all the things. So that's why you want a motorcycle. Yeah. No, but they're just like dangerous, you know. But. But y'all, like, does that not does that not make a little bit more sense, Katie? Why I like this movie? It does. It does. That makes sense. Because, I mean, as long as I've known you, like, it, it tracks. I mean, even, like, the neons and stuff, like, from mm-hmm. from when you were in college. Uh, but, but yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's like this and a little bit of punk, right? Like, yeah. I remember senior year, I was walking to class. I was wearing my black motorcycle boots, fishnets. Um, I think it was, like, a regular jean skirt or maybe a white jean skirt. I was wearing my... <laughs> Stupid, like, Ramones t-shirt that I got at Urban uh, Outfitters from Harvard Square. It's, like, purple. And I was wearing my studded belt, and I was, like, walking along. And somebody from the BU paper was like, um, I do a fashion thing. Can I take a picture of you and interview you? And I was like, cool. And she was like, how do you describe your aesthetic or your style? And I go, punk rock princess. She's, <laughs> <laughs> like, great. so dumb. But I was like, it was totally pretty slash threatening. Yeah. And these, you know what the thing is, too? It's, like, these last... Not just the pandemic, but even prior to the pandemic. So for me, like the last eight years, I feel like my style has just kind of like slowly gotten like more and more muted. I was like, no, 
I'll bring it back. Everyone's tired. Everyone's tired yeah. to put the energy in. I'm the same way. I hate my style right now, but I'm like, I'm also too tired to like think yeah. about how to fix it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. Well, you know, there are some other fun facts. I encourage you, if you enjoyed this film, to check out the different Wikipedia. I literally just Googled like Grease 2 fandom and found a, a bunch lot. of stuff. Yeah. There's there's more that we could go into, but I won't subject Katie to any more. Put her out Thank of her you. misery. Yeah. Please. Put her out of her misery. Please make it stop. Um, I think I obviously know the answer to this, but I still have to ask. Would we watch this again? Yes. A, yes, I'm a hell yes for nostalgia. Fuck no. Absolutely not. <laughs> Even then, most times I would watch movies with you two. You, there would be have to be a lot of plying to get me to do that. There's no, there's I'll no. I'll ply way. away, baby. <laughs> Katie, I will never force you to watch this movie thank ever you. again. Absolutely, fucking not. because I love you. No, thank you. Um, I'll never make you. How watch. did you all watch this? What did you, I, I watched it on Hulu? I, was it free? No, it was yeah. like with a stars thing. You had to have like a. Stars oh, I don't have package. stars. I, I got it off of Amazon. Amazon for me too. Okay. Well, I use someone else's Hulu account, so I was able to watch it. Did you hear that, Feds? <laughs> <laughs> thank I have you for many... listening. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> please, please rate and subscribe. Rate and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> please don't look right. at my internet search history. <laughs> or do. I'm not. Or do it. I'm not embarrassed. No. Yeah. I have a mini. Let me introduce you. Oh, good. I was gonna ask. All right. Mini, let me introduce you. Yeah, baby. Um, <laughs> so I just finished a wonderful book called "The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo" mm. by one. Um, God, what's her fucking name? <laughs> I, <laughs> by one. It's a great book. I don't know who the fuck wrote it, but what's it's magnificent. Name? Taylor, look it up. <laughs> Taylor Jenkins Reid. Uh, it came out a couple years ago, but it's like selling a lot recently for some reason. The, the Netflix is is got the movie rights for it. It is basically about a woman who is assigned to profile a older actress who's been away for a long time. So she gets assigned to her, um, and her here's her life story and all of her all of her husbands that she's had in her life. Um, I don't want to reveal too much because there's some really really great twists that the story takes. It's so fun if you're really interested in old Hollywood studio system, like how things were done back in the day. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. It was just a Fun, fun read. So The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, please pick it up and enjoy and let us know what you think. Thank you. I love it. Thank you, Graham. Um, Graham, I believe you are previewing what's coming up next on our podcast. Yes. In our Yes, I am. Yes. So next next <laughs> is episode correct. is our season finale. It's our season finale. For quite our last episode for quite some time. No, <laughs> so, I mean, we usually take summer breaks. This yeah, is about on par for us. It, it may be a longer break than usual. Um, Listen, so, team, I got to get married and plan a fucking wedding. We've all got big know. things. We got big. We all got big things coming got, up in our lives. Shit happening in my life. What are you talking That's about? You oh have God. vacations. Okay. You are coming to Minnesota, That's damn true. it. That's that is true. a big thing in your life. Um, so we have a bachelorette party. You're coming and to. You're planning a wedding too. So. That's true. 
Um, Katie, you have yeah. nothing going on. So Zero. Yeah, Katie's <laughs> life is boring. But we're giving her a break. She does all of our editing. Yep. Thank you. She's on, she deserves a break. So what's missing from our season, uh, our season three, has been a particular person that true. was all over our first two seasons for some unspeakable reason just happened that she kept popping up so we are going to watch a film starring one miss tori spelling obviously i don't think any of us i don't think any of us have seen this oh i think i have watched you yeah i've watched a lot of hallmark movies was this hallmark no this this is lifetime this is like early 90s lifetime like okay murder stuff i think i don't know yeah no, i have no... I've watched i watched a lot of lifetime in the early aughts so yeah that was it. so we're going to be watching mother may i sleep with danger with why i don't know y'all we just needed to do a tori spelling show and we'll probably talk about also it, it just seems like just, iconic yeah, tori spelling like, it's fun. Like that is icon- yeah we could have done death of a cheerleader but this one is is more appropriate death of a cheerleader <gasps> oh my god no let's do a cheerleader theme Okay. Because then I oh can god. do, but I'm a cheerleader. Oh my god. And then, uh, yeah, and then I can pick Diary of a Cheerleader. No, Killer of a Cheerleader. I don't know. Death. But anyway, Kaylee Martin's in it, also from True Beverly Hills. Anyway, so we are going to talk about that. But really, next week in our season finale, we're going to be giving out our second annual Let Me Introduce You, let me introduce you Awards. Awards. To mm-hmm. all of the films that we've watched this, this, uh, this year. Um, so join us for that. It'll be a fun app, a fun retrospective, and yes. it'll it'll be nice to uh, wrap things up. Well, thank you so much, Graham. Thank you all for joining us for the uh, absurdity that is Grease 2. If you haven't seen it, two of us highly recommend it. If you identify as a Graham, you're going to want to check it out. Mm-hmm. If you identify as a Katie... Probably not. I would recommend traveling back in time to when you were like eight to ten years old, and then you can watch it, and then you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, and just make sure you haven't seen the first Grease because because <laughs> it's, it's a, good a movie. wildly different tone and a wildly yeah. different movie. Yes, yeah, and I have yet to hear of anyone who describes themselves as an Ashley. Just fine. I can be an enigma. I can be. I mean, like. You two have very distinct voices, and I'm just like, I like this thing. Maybe I like that. I don't know. Um, But you know what? We just enjoy anyone who checks us out. So please like, subscribe, give us really nice ratings. Um, Follow us on our social media handles that I have nothing to do with. Um, Graham, you run our Instagram. Yeah, let me intro you pod. Follow us. But y'all, somebody did guess, give us a recent star rating on on Apple wow. Podcast. So please Ooh. do that. Rate us five stars, only five stars, and write a review. Even yes, though we're please. like ending soon, like we still want to see that. Yeah, yeah. not any. We're just taking a little just break. A, just a, yeah, just a little hiatus. Yeah. 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 Uh, Katie, what's our Twitter again? Uh, let me intro you. Yeah, yeah, that one too. Katie's doing a great job. Am I? It's like I tweet once, but it's fine. That's better than I ever did. I yes. just can't. If you if you do interact with any of my tweets, I will tweet back at you. So See, there you go. There you go. There it. there's your little oxy reward. There you go. Just love your little oxytocin. <laughs> well, y'all, thank you so much, and we look forward to uh, next time when we're wrapping it up for the season. Thank you. Bye. bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 bye.
Let Me Introduce You is a podcast hosted by Graham Veth, Katie Kubert, and Ashley Crone. Music by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 License. Make sure to follow the Let Me Introduce You podcast on Instagram at Let Me Intro You Pod and on Twitter at Let Me Intro You.